This is a Federal News Network podcast. Hold on to your hats. The Senate had a breakthrough. After nearly two decades of tepid support for significant IT modernization funding, the upper chamber approved a cool billion dollars for the Technology Modernization Fund when it passed the American Rescue Plan. In his weekly Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about how the momentum to fund IT modernization built up over the past week. Jason joins me now with details. Jason, let's start with precisely what Congress is funding here for the TMF. Tom, this is a huge win for federal IT in so many different ways. Let's start with the big number that you mentioned earlier, a billion dollars for the Technology Modernization Fund. Tom, you and I talked about this last week, how the Senate just never really got on board. They were never very big supporters of giving these types of government-wide funds, whether it's TMF or the e-government fund, true dollars. We saw... I think the most they ever gave was $100 million back in the early part of the Obama administration. But even during the Bush administration with the e-government fund, the best they could get was you know $20 million here and $25 million there and $5 million here. So a billion dollars is huge money. Now, we know the Biden administration asked for $9 billion, but just getting the B in front of that, that number, that, 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 that part of that number is huge. As well as the money for the TMF, there's $650 million for the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, over at DHS for federal cybersecurity and federal network improvements. This is related to both SolarWinds, now the Microsoft Exchange problem, yep. as well as just systemic problems across the board. And then there's another $350 million for related IT modernization efforts, $200 million for the U.S. Digital Service that's going to focus really on hiring and training of digital service experts, and then $150 million for the Federal Citizen Services Fund that's run out of the General Services Administration, which will go toward really improving federal services for citizens, hence the name. Wow. I guess this was supposed to be COVID relief, but it's really spread out a lot from beyond that. And so what caused all this momentum for these kinds of efforts? I think several things were building up over the last week. And you saw it during, for instance, there's the nominees for the Office of Management and Budget positions, both the OMB director and both the DDM, the Deputy Director for Management, and the Deputy Director for Man- for Budget all had hearings last week. Now, we know near Tandem eventually had to drop out of the OMB director uh, to be her- the nominee there. But the fact is, during her nomination hearing and during others, this idea of IT modernization came up, came up again and again and again. And it just wasn't a passing question. I mean, you know, for instance, Senator Maggie Hassan spent a whole her whole time talking about IT modernization and, and and the folks from OMB, the nominees for DDB and DDM, both talked about the need for uh, a real funding, for really a real focus on it. So, Tom, I think that helped get the ball rolling. You have the changeover in committees with Chris Van Hollen taking over the Senate Appropriations Subcommittee of, for, for Federal Financial Services and General Government. You have Gary Peters and Rob Portman over the Homeland Security Governmental Affairs Committee, and they started to push for it. So this momentum was coming along with the Biden administration, and I think that's really got, got it over the top. Uh, the other piece of it, Tom, that, that I'll give credit to is obviously industry has played a big role. You saw letters from multiple associations, Alliance for Digital Innovation, ITI, uh, Professional Services Council, others who are saying this has to get done. This is really important now more than ever as we see these changes that continue around. Again, Tom, as we mentioned, solar winds, now the Microsoft Exchange problem, and, and continued legacy IT, the technical debt that's been building up. Some say more than $7.5 billion across government. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. So $2 billion roughly all in there for this bill. And now it has to go through the House. 
There should be no problem there, though, right? Nobody expects the House to be a problem, correct. They've been long-standing supporters of more money for the TMF. We've seen multiple bills or provisions in other COVID relief bills last summer that talked about a billion here. Even Steny Hoyer, the, the House Majority Leader, talked about, hey, can we do it through the IRS as a line item and the money saved from the IRS could go to other agencies. There's, they try to be creative and innovative and put money in. And of course, Jerry Connolly, we can't forget about mentioning him as somebody who has been the, the loudest supporter of this. And he came out very aggressively in, in early January when the Senate looked like they were going to cut out any money for the technology modernization fund, basically saying, how could they not see the need that's happening today? So once the House passes it later this week, assuming that they, they keep all the funding in there, it goes to the president. We expect uh, President Biden to sign it. And then the hard part starts, right, Tom? I mean, it's it's hard to get the bill across the finish line with money in it. But then when you have the money, then what do you do with it? And I think there's a lot of people who uh, both vendors and agencies are lining up with their handouts saying, I have an idea where that money could go. I was going to say, yes, in order to get the money, you have to have a project screwdriver ready, if you will, or soldering iron ready. And do agencies have these projects? Because the last time there was a TMF, you know, it wasn't like there was a rush to get that money. If you talk to the Office of Management Budget over the last year and a half or two years about the TMF, they'll tell you they've gotten a lot of projects, something like 50 projects worth more than $500 million worth of requests. Now, not every project is, as you said, was shovel ready. We'll use that term from the uh, Recovery Act back in the 2009 timeframe. But a lot of them, there's a lot of good ideas out there. The biggest challenge, and I think this is where people like Matt Cornelius from the Alliance for Digital Innovation says, is they have to really look at the repayment model. That's been a big if you will, obstacle for a lot of agencies to say, I want to take part in TMF because they have to repay the money back. With this type of a billion dollars to get the projects out there to get going, and I think there's a lot of pressure on GSA, which you know houses the TMF and the board itself, which is made up of federal IT and acquisition folks from across the government, they have to really think about how they, what's the best way to get the money out and to have the biggest impact. And I think that's why the hard part, I think, starts once this bill gets signed into law. And Jason, do you think that one impetus in the back of a lot of lawmakers' minds was the idea of how bad the state sites have been in responding to the COVID and in trying to get people into vaccination systems? They're finally fixed for the most part now. But very early on, it was pretty frustrating for a lot of citizens in many states. These aren't federal systems, but could that have been in their minds, I wonder? I think that's an interesting idea because that's they're going to hear from their constituents, hey, I can't do this or I can't do that. And the federal sites are feeding data into those state sites, how many uh, doses of vaccines are available, where FEMA and HHS and DOD and others are sending those doses around. So I think the data problem is a big deal because it cross governments, not just federal government, but state and local and tribal governments. So I think that could be part of what they're hearing in the back of their mind. I think the other piece that, that falls into this is that the Democrats have taken over both the House and the Senate, and the Democrats have been bigger supporters of IT modernization-type funding. And I think that's the other reason why I think the Senate could get it across the finish line. I think there's always been Republican support for IT modernization. They're just not happy to go through this government-wide fund. They wanted more traditional process throughout through the appropriations. And I think that that's one of the other big differences is who's in charge. And I guess at some point you realize as a as a member of Congress that $2 billion is only one-tenth of 1% of $2 trillion. So relatively speaking, they didn't vote for that much. 
And I think that's the other reason why they did it as a manager's amendment, too. Using the term sneaking it in is not necessarily fair, but there were a lot of other debates that were ongoing, and it was more of a, hey, we're going to tuck this in here and not not make a big deal out of it. Uh, now, people like us, Tom, and, and, and folks in the industry obviously made a big deal out of it. But in the overall scheme of things, you're right. It was not a ton of money comparably, and there's a lot of bigger fish to fry than whether or not they give money to the technology modernization fund or not. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. Always a pleasure, Tom. Check out his latest reporter's notebook. It's now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. I love our birthday celebrations. My parents come over and we cook, and then we bake cupcakes together. Our daughter is the cupcake decorator extraordinaire. Yeah, it's fun seeing my mom decorating with her. (laughs) Too many cooks in this kitchen? Never. At Legacy Health, we know you'd rather be creating in the kitchen than seeing a doctor. But should you need care, routine, urgent, or specialty, we're here, ready to keep you celebrating life your way. Legacy Health. Let's keep you healthy. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.